This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm your host, David Michael. Joining me for on what formerly was the Losing Streak podcast. Now it's a... Uh, it's a one-off nil-nil podcast. As Villa rack up their first away draw of the season. Bit of a collector's item there. Joining me to discuss that and more. Mr. Phil Shaw and Mr. Chris Budd. Hello. Welcome. How well, are you doing? Uh, not too bad. A day trip to London yesterday, actually. Lovely. To see an old friend. Nothing... Much to report back, though. Just wanted to talk about what happened to you uh, last night. (laughs) (laughs) Sounded like you were beaten up by the Invisible Man. (laughs) Well, I did a gig. Gig went averagely, as it was, you know, in between the two bank holidays. Bit quiet, but Cut to the chase, cut to the chase. Went a cropper outside the venue and (laughs) smashed my hand, my elbow, my shoulder, my hip and my knee. Bit of a bloodbath, but all good now. So you didn't bleed out? No, sorry to say for your viewers. You've you've still stuck with me for now. Uh, Phil Shaw, how are the downloads of your Amazon book going? Badly. (laughs) It's like partridge, it's going to get pulped digitally. (laughs) Yeah, can you pulp it digitally? Well, I might send an email to Amazon to see if there is such a process. Is there an app for this? (laughs) You can just convert it into a paperback version, which you can gift to people, but I haven't even forced that upon anyone yet. Why would you want to do Is that? Is it fully illustrated? <laughs> <laughs> well, you should. Come on, you need to get on the front foot here and hard sell it. This is your opportunity. Oh, you, you can't hard sell this. This was it was written for a bet, and I thought to myself, it's still sitting there. I may as well put it on free again for the weekend. Uh, go to... Uh... It's not free anymore. Time's passed. All oh, right. Okay. Well, anybody rich out there, go to uh, PRS Game on Twitter, and I'm sure you'll be able to root it out. Uh, is it any good? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not. Right. Moving on. <laughs> See, you've got to get on the front foot. You've got to be a salesman, Phil Shaw. Come on. I'll, I'll start again. Well, is it any good? It's as good as Leon Bailey. Oh, God. He's not a very good salesman, is he, Chris? Right, coming up in the show, uh, we're going to try to sell uh, to you uh, a nil-nil against Leicester as uh, the greatest game ever that's taken place uh, featuring Aston Villa. That's what we'll try to do on this show. Also, there'll be the Villa news, uh, as well as the three points and the obligatory uh, media muppetry of the 
week. Time for some news. Shall we talk about uh, Mike Tyson uh, getting stuck into a passenger on a flight that he was taking or uh, the villain news? Well, reluctantly the villain news, but I mean, we've all been there on a flight where you've been sat next to an absolute knobhead that you want to give Yeah, this is the thing. It's first world problems, isn't it? The guy was a fucking knob, the guy behind, and it's one of those where they don't, they just treat uh, the the known person is as like some kind of freak show and object rather than you don't really want some jackass. After you've said yes to having your photo taken, then you don't want him like lingering around like, like a bad smell. Anyway, villain news it is. Nothing groundbreaking in the Villa News. Uh, more uh, the glue factory. I think they're they're uh, they've got a new generator for the glue factory because uh, Burton Traore could be heading there. Morgan Sanson could be heading there. I think Courtney Hall's probably a genuine uh, injury there because uh, obviously uh, under Gerard he signed a new contract. But the other two looking good for them, is it? Nah. No, you sort of, you, you you've got to start losing patience, haven't you, with these guys when they keep getting knocks? It's like, what is you just think? What are they doing in a season where it's like petering out? So you actually, if you uh, put a shift in in training, you will get a shout. And you know, Sanson's had a has had a chance, and, and both of them are like they're just not up to it. No, and you don't. You know, we're speculating here, but sometimes in these cases, you don't know if it's a real injury or if Gerard's just said to him, "Look, you guys." You don't feature in the big plans, so I'm not going to uh, take the weekend off. Well, no, full. It's like a bomb squad scenario, really. Mm. Traore was able to go across and get a, a business diploma in the the yeah. off break there. Doing so something productive with his time, but I can't see much of a future for those guys. I, I don't. When they're flaking around like this, it doesn't really uh, fit with a manager who uh, wants to get instill belief and uh, determination and a, and a whole different kind of mentality. I don't want to be a manager that didn't buy them, so he has no vested interest in them. Yeah, he wants dedicated uh, infiltry for the battle ahead. Uh, Lucas Dean, though, may uh, feature in the in the last day or last game or two, because there's a bunch of games. Uh, they're all bunching up. Yeah, got a load, so, we, coming up. So if he is uh, anywhere near fit, he might... Uh, I think it would be a boost for him just to get some minutes. I mean, any injured player that's out for a, a few weeks at least, uh, just to be back is... Uh, yeah, I think, I'd think i imagine he's been pretty frustrated since his move. Um, yeah. Seems like a nice enough guy, good player. We just need to get him fit, good pre-season yeah. under his belt and bed him in and get him settled in the air. I'm sure, I'm sure he can be a big player for us. Uh, Crystal Palace getting knocked out of the FA Cup uh, in the semi-final means there won't be any further rejigging and messing around with Villa's uh, fixture fixtures until the end of the season. So uh, I think every da- date in your diary is now locked in. I mean, there's only three weeks to go, but you know it's it's been a crazy season for uh, fixtures being shifted mm. around. So yeah, Palace will be the middle of uh, is it three and nine days? I believe it is something like that. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Aston Villa. Are, well, it's, it was kind of last weekend, but they're celebrating 125 years of the Holt. Uh, just before we came on, we had we we had a, we were just looking through their website, and we we came across the 125 memorable Villa Park moments. So just you know, just having a look at them, and uh, what where have we got here? Uh, number 84 in July 1987, over 16,000 people attended two-day Jehovah Witness convention. That's a lot, uh, okay. that's I remember a, that's it like lot yesterday. Of, that's a lot of doors getting knocked on, isn't it? 
what else have we got? 125 memorable moments. 82, uh, Gridiron comes to B6 in August 85 as we host the British Super Bowl. Mm. London Ravens in the local derby against the Streatham Olympians. 45-7. David, I'm sure you remember that one. No, I don't actually oh. at, at all. I like number 37 there when you can see that the early set-in of... Uh, Poor atmosphere at Villa Park. A 19, two, 19 goals to two goals win over RAF Litchfield in 1942 is the highest score ever recorded at the ground, although the match is only watched by 800 people. Empty seats, my lord. Fickle. 73, an electronic scoreboard is used for the first time at the match against Liverpool in January 1981. What about memorable moment? 86, one of the four... 180-foot-tall floodlight pylons is dismantled in 1989 as the club switched to lighting along the roof of the stands. Now, surely we've had better moments than this at Villa Park. Especially in the 80s, <laughs> when, you know, considering we won European Cups, <laughs> yeah. Super Cups. I mean, they were in the list, obviously. but So we're, we're jesting, but uh, I'd like to see a bit more silverware and me- as in memorable moments on the pitch rather than... Uh, I mean, even the last one, they got it wrong. Stephen, number 125 of 125. Stephen Gerrard's reign as Aston Villa head coach begins with a 2-1 victory against Brighton. Now, Martinez will be glad of of that, you know, clean sheet. Thank you very much. So, well, it was 2-0. Come on, guys, let's get it right. It only happened a couple of months ago. Yeah, the the memorable moments are so far and few, it seems, that they can't even remember, you know, they're they're clutching at straws. and they Can't even even remember, uh, like, a Gerrard win. On his uh, debut fixture, Uh, (laughs) Uh, my my favourite one though is, uh, and this is you know this is good information. uh, Joking aside, uh, Barry White becomes the first pop star to perform at Villa Park when he appears here with his Love Unlimited Orchestra in the summer of 1975. Now, that's proper memorable uh, Villa Park moments. Right, uh, let's have some uh, medium muppetry, shall we? Phil, what's in the medium muppet trough? Well, I don't think it's a big surprise this week. In a week where Gary Neville had a detailed and informative chat with Stephen Gerrard on his overlap Sky Sports show, it's the return of the battery hens of uh, Birmingham Live or the Birmingham Mail. The first thing I saw on social media was Aston Villa boss Stephen Gerrard details and then in, in inverted commas open Jurgen Klopp chat about Liverpool return. And then better than that, they just tacked on like a shocked emoji face at the end. So this is the usual uh, clickbait social media trick of... The, uh, the the head exploding emoji or the shocked emoji to make you go, oh my God. So basically they, they, they are pointing out that this headline is all about, is it, does this mean that Gerard's leaving? He's having words with Klopp to like take over at some point. And you just think, I know this is from the fucking Gary Neville interview. Without even clicking on it, I know this is from the Gary Neville interview where he's talking about when he went away to America and then obviously came back because he wanted to be a manager and the chat with Klopp what do you think the steps are and it's the whole you know taking over the under 18s where Klopp said if you're under under 23s I might uh, kind of interrupt because I might want players here and there but if you just take over the under 18s then you, you'll be undisturbed do whatever you want try things out you know that's the, it's a good kind of sandbox to learn and there, there is a reason why Aston Villa haven't offered up a player interview with Birmingham Life for over three years now 
And also, uh, you'll notice like other clubs, managers, press conferences on social media and uh, various newspapers using it. But there's two that the PA, Press Association, aren't allowed to offer up on their feed. And that's Newcastle. And I believe that was to do with uh, Mike Ashley and the local press. And Aston Villa, mainly because of the club's ongoing dispute with Birmingham Live and how they uh, go about journalism. So that tells you all you need to know. Right, three points. First points. When's Barry White coming back with the Love <laughs> suit, <laughs> Love Unlimited Orchestra? Uh, first if point, uh, Gerard Piquet, the old Barcelona boy, has been uh, caught up in a bit of a sports washing uh, storm. What's the story here, Mr. Shaw? And the story is um, Mr. Piquet has allegedly made a lot of money in brokering the deal that took the Spanish version of the Charity Shield to Saudi Arabia instead of being held in Spain. I think there was another option. There was the, It could have went to the USA, but he's a sports company, Cosmos, um, has, uh, in the contract, they have earned a reported $4 million for each of the six tournaments to be played in Saudi Arabia from 2020. All oh, right, so it's a long-term multi-game deal. Right, well, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I thought it was yeah. a one-off thing. I mean, I, I'm 100% behind the whole idea of, let's take football to Saudi Arabia and Qatar and other, other places in the world. And, you know, that's all all nice and genuine, but none of this is about that. I mean, you look at the size of Qatar and you look at all the big countries around it and, you know, also in Africa, around that, they've never seen the World Cup. And it's all about money. It's all about sports washing. It's all about people lining their back pockets. I mean, this game is corrupt as hell. And uh, the only reason we let, most fans let it, get away with it is because we've all got our head buried in the sand because it's like we've got our own problems the football authorities just they're all in on it so uh, it's never going to change yeah pk claimed that's been taken out of context he said I, I know how to separate what is a commercial agreement from what i have done all my life which is to play football i never received any help he said he brought an opportunity to the, the spanish football association the rafef before changing the format he said they earned 120,000 euros for the competition afterwards they earned 40 so there's no remorse or anything. It's like, look how good a job I've done. Oils the machine, doesn't it? And helps uh, helps send Shakira over there as well. Don't bring Shakira into this. She's innocent. <laughs> Her hips don't lie. She's innocent. Uh, point number two, uh, the City Group have failed in their latest acquisition attempt to add another football club to their roster. It wasn't Aston Villa, was it? It wasn't Hurrah, Wes and no. Nassif trying to get rid already. Can't be doing with these nil-nil draws. That's it we're selling. They were more concerned with the four-game losing streak, I think, that triggered the deal. <laughs> Sorry, who who is it? What country are they from? Uh, and they say Bride are a Dutch, aren't they? Yeah. Do you believe? Yeah. So the fans obviously protested. They didn't want Man City being anything to do with them. Um, Why not? They didn't want to be like a destination for sort of like lone players and lose all their identity. They want to be their own thing. And the fans have a golden share there, so they can veto this stuff. Because uh, it would have been the fifth acquisition, wouldn't it? Because they've already got a Spanish, French and Belgium team uh, yeah. under yeah, the and obviously, obviously New, New York. York yeah, that would have been their 11th in total, but the 5th in Europe, so... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought the best bit of it was the, the NAC funds actually held up a banner outside the Etihad a few weeks ago saying, stay out of our territory. NAC is not a city group story. They voted Brexit. <laughs> Brexit from city. Point number three, uh, Oldham fans delay relegation with pitch invasion. Seen this before. This was we, against be Salford, wasn't it? Because old uh, Gary Neville was watching that. That's where I, I saw a tweet pop yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, it's Oldham Athletic have become the first side that have played in the, the Premier League, established in 1992, mm. to lose their league status despite the, the the relegation being delayed by a pitch invasion. 
the match was in the latter stages when the fans didn't like losing 2-1, so they just invaded the pitch and got it. Well, first of all, they got it abandoned, but then um, the decision was made to play the final 12 minutes behind closed doors. Right. So the results stayed the same, 2-1 to yeah. Salford, and that's Oldham's first time they've dropped out of the Football League in 115 years. That's bad. I was going to say, I've, I've just seen you've, you've mentioned it uh, at the end there in the notes. Uh, I always remember Old. I mean, Oldham actually... Uh, Contributed right at the end of the season when we lost. The yeah, remember that? I mean, that was just I mean, cringe worth. I mean, they beat us a couple of times around that end, uh, yeah. time. Ron Atkinson had a problem with them, it seems. Mm. Uh, but I always remember that day uh, of when Palace beat Liverpool four three in the FA Cup. I think that was the first one, and then uh, United played Oldham. I think it was three all. It was over to dead. It was when they, it was back when they had like replays, didn't they? Yeah, because uh, Earl Barrett played and he was uh, brilliant because he had, it was against Hughes. I mean, admittedly they conceded three goals, but it wasn't his fault. He was he was really good, uh, but he was playing centre back, and because we had Teal and McGrath, he never really uh, had a proper stab in that position, and he he was always just looked a bit awkward at right back. But he was there mainly because he was so athletic mm. and was brilliant in the ninety four final, wasn't he? Obviously yeah. dealing with. Yeah, it would have been gigs, wouldn't he? Obviously, running at him down the left. Yeah, sorry, we've we've taken what is a story about Oldham and made it all about us. Good. <laughs> this is what these people do. Like when, uh, like a player leaves the club, there's a picture of them and the player on their social media. That it's the story is meant to be about the player leaving, not not making it about you or somebody dies. Somebody puts up a picture of them standing next to the famous person that's died. It's like, well, it's not really about you. It's about the person that's died. Anyway, moving on. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. What a what a great point that was. I mean, let's be honest, season-defining. <laughs> when you can go to the European Conference League semi-finalists exactly. and get a nil-nil, you know you're... And batten uh, down the hatches and not really give them too much of a sniff. We're going in the right direction now. They had five shots in that whole game. We had 11 I can't remember any of them. Uh, there's a couple I remember. <laughs> I can't remember any of the shots on target. I remember a couple that went off target. It's kind of, these these kind of results and performances were, were kind of bread and butter. Uh, and for some reason, because we haven't drawn hardly any games this season, you've kind of forgotten about the, ah, uh, oh, yeah, we'll take the point, that kind of result. 
where you think, yeah, Leicester, you know, half decent team away from home. It's it's weird, or maybe it's um, just more of a social media thing where football's all about winning or losing, and and mm. that's it. Yeah, and to, and to be fair, I mean, if you just said at the start of the season you'll beat Leicester at home and you'll go to their place and get a nil nil draw after the last couple of years where they've been, a, you know, a very good side. Obviously, won yeah. the FA Cup. There's stuff in Europe been a very consistent side. You go, I'll have that four points off Leicester. Thank you very much. Because to give you some context, going into this game, uh, we'd obviously been two weeks without a game and slipped down the league because we had a four-game losing uh, streak. Now, the four games in that run individually, you wouldn't be surprised losing them. You know, you've got like decent Wolves team away get beat by them it's like it can happen no problem with that spurs arsenal both uh gunning for that top four our record against spurs is horrific despite a recently uh decent form against arsenal uh we've we've really struggled uh in recent history shall we say uh, like if you're looking at decades and west ham uh probably uh you would consider the best of the rest outside the top six at the moment so mm-hmm. in isolation no so people were getting a bit antsy and uh starting to want gerard out and all the usual bs but you're just like well just whoa whoa, whoa hold on this we're not going anywhere this season, up or down. So uh, let's just give G- Gerard the time because this is our, you know, it's our best bet. I think we've got because if Gerard doesn't work out, and this is somebody who's desperate to be uh, to see achievement and to mm. uh, stamp himself on the game because a lot of his peers from that golden generation England team who are now managers are struggling and they've got kind of all different kind of adversity. But at the moment, he's the one uh, that doesn't need Botox as well see uh, David Beckham. Ah, yes. What is he doing? Unbelievable. I saw that Tyson Fury uh, good luck message and I thought, oh, God, you, are, you really are thick. Jesus. I mean, he, he's, he hasn't got any eyes left for starters. But yeah, no, uh, so he could be the, you know, the one out of all those guys in terms of uh, football, in terms of the management, could be seen as a success. And I think we've got to uh, hitch our uh, wagon to that and that's our best chance because if he doesn't work out then we're just going to get some average manager you know maybe some uh, experiment from from Europe who's had a good couple of seasons in Portugal or something and uh, our chances of being the best of the rest and then which is what personally said is our immediate objective and then kicking on from there are diminished I think this is uh, this is our best stab you know we before we had that Roy of the Rovers potential narrative with Smith and Grealish and the emotions involved with that might have unified everything and given us a crack, but you know there's a lot of ideology in that and uh, wishful thinking to a certain extent. So uh, it's uh, this is a season. Uh, what's left of it is is we're not getting re- people man- trying to manifest relegation as well. It's embarrassing. It's like just let him get on with it. We're not going to win anything this season. We're not going to get relegated. Well, it's it's still. I think it's fair game to ask questions, but there's some. There's levels of overreaction, isn't there? And I think, oh, yes. you, know, yeah, you know, the fact that Newcastle are above us is like it's fair, fair game to go. Hang on a minute, what are they doing right that we've done so wrong when they were so far behind? That stuff's yeah. fair. But when people go, oh yeah, we're going down, we're fucked. You're like, no, we're not. It's a bumpy ride. Just, just get over it. Yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. Anyway, lineup uh, went for Bailey again for the away game. He used that against Wolves, didn't he? A similar setup. He did a bit of pace on the break, or not that much pace on the break as it turned out and obviously uh, Ashley Young in for the injured Dina yeah which obviously uh, is the only option really a very youthful looking uh, bench uh, I mean we're not going to really talk about this game much because uh, ultimately it was shite <laughs> oh it was awful in Match Club uh, the Mayo Mensa patrons uh, gather for Match Club uh, on, on the away games that we don't go to we, we uh, do like a live podcast before the game and then we, we come in again at half time and then we, we finish off at 
at the end, but at half time we just carried on talking, didn't we? Every it's free for all because there was nothing to watch. <laughs> Everybody joins in, and it's, it's good crack because there was nothing to watch. Uh, we just carried on talking. You know, Villa have been scratching to get some form against the Leicester side who've played a lot more games over the last couple of weeks than us because they've had European commitments and played league games in midweek, etc. So you could tell that they'd rotated. They obviously had the big game against Roma coming up, which for them is a you know a big game, the European semi-final. So they'd have had half an eye on that, and you could, you could sort of see that in their selection as well, where you looked at their bench and you thought, wow, there's some real heavy hitters on that bench. Yeah. And I, th- and I think they lack that little bit of extra energy and verve that you'd, you'd sort of normally expect from a Leicester side. Yeah, it was just, it was one of those games, that it's it's not as good as it's being made out by um, the Villa media afterwards, um, but at the same time, it isn't as, it isn't a smash and grab. Nil H is not as bad as being made out by some online as well. It was, no. it just is what it is. It's just a very it's nothingy a, game, really. Like, yeah. neither, neither keeper really had a big save. Villa probably had the biggest chance with the, you know, the Bailey one in the first half where you, you should be making the keeper work, and if you do, you probably score. Yeah. But I mean, Watkins really did really well in that he situation hard. and he, he, he was determined and showed a lot of uh, endeavor and ag- aggression in, in but he did uh, you know extremely well and then bailey was just a bit too casual it's uh Which it, seems it, to be the um the thing yeah, yeah like he right. wasn't on the same wavelength because he if he had the same attitude as watkins had just shown he, he's rifling that into the net he's running onto it not just standing there and waiting for it to come to him yeah and you, you pass it in the bottom corner with a bit of conviction rather than sort of throwing your leg at it and it Sort of, you know, sails over the bar. But that was the that was the biggest chance. And obviously, you know, Coutinho had a reasonable warnings. That had, you know, we had openings. I think Buendia had a great effort in the second half as well. Watkins had another one, but never really what you'd call like big, big chances that you you know, guilt edge ones that we should be burying. I don't think. Yeah. And they they only had two shots on target as well. I mean, they had a free kick which. Yeah, normally he'd catch that in his early days, but you know, he's probably, as you said, bored and he just wanted to <laughs> parry it out to see if get get a bit more action in. He was the... he was fancy doing a scorpion kick, but didn't want to take the piss. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't th- again, you know, you, I th- I'm sure Gerard on the face of it, you go, Well, we've come away from home, you take the nil-nil, which is fine, it's acceptable. I think it calms everyone down a little bit going into the Norwich game, but you don't come away from it massively inspired either. I think it's good that he finally gave young Rogue but him a chance who I thought looked pretty good when he came on, very solid, composed. Thought Buendia yet again coming off the bench looked really good. I think at some point it might be worth starting him from the start instead of um Coutinho, perhaps, if they don't think he's gonna, you know, be there next year. I don't think yeah. Coutinho can be undroppable. I don't think anybody can at the moment. Well, I don't enough. know. Never mind Coutinho uh, maybe not being uh, here next year. He wasn't here in this game, really. Well he's not uh, a it would appear he's not an away from home player, is he? Really? Other than can we, that can we pay him half the wages? Yeah, just tell you what. I, I think there should be a unique deal for Coutinho. I've just worked this one out; it's pretty good. We get him for uh, all our home games, and Newcastle can have him for all their away games. Hmm. Ah. <laughs> I was thinking maybe yeah, split you the costs. Him. Yeah, maybe you pay per touch game because if you want to do the direct comparison between Coutinho and Buendia, Coutinho in his time in the pitch had twenty four touches. Wendy and his shorter, much shorter time in the pitch at 18. He got involved, didn't he, to be fair? He's a, he's a yeah. busy little player. To be exact, uh, Coutinho went off after 78 minutes. So Buendia played 12 and then whatever there was, uh, mm-hmm. there was about seven minutes. In and obviously, the, and nice to see Nakamba, you know, get a, get a few minutes. It would have probably been nice to see him get a few more, but you'd hope but it that was that interesting, though, wasn't it? And I said this in Match Club that... Uh, Erobin came on first, didn't he? 
Yeah, it came on first for Louise because normally the natural switch is, you know, either Nakamba on for Louise or Louise mm. on for Nakamba. Especially so when that, he obviously needs, he needs the minutes to get him back match fit. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Ruben, he is a physical presence. You can see that. I mean, even when he's standing beside the other Villa players, yeah, with, yeah. with Van Heide, he just dwarfs most of them apart from Mings. Yeah, which is a good sign moving forward if he can you know, continue. Because it was noticeable, like after, you know, you see him come on and then, you know, you, you're getting caught up in the action, and then the next time you see him, you go, "Wow, suddenly, who's that? Who's that? Yeah. Who's that beast <laughs> in the middle of the park that we've got all of a sudden?" But it was, I mean, it's like a six out of ten performance, isn't it? But mm. ultimately, I mean, I'm not him, the the whole team. But it's acceptable. Ultimately, uh, we we can't. I mean, because you know, you, there's podcasts, there's people want to talk about something. It, it, we're not all judging Villa in the context of right. Uh, what have they shown this? You know, is it, what what can we see from this game? Uh, you know, is this is not all the be and end all of uh, Stephen Gerrard. This is like be actually one of the core factors we've been looking for mm. is uh, just to be able to play, let's say, uh, functional. Yep. and uh, get draws, get results. Absolutely. Gerard said that post-match. It's something my friend, uh, I mentioned before, Dan, who, who sits next to me, has always spoken about this. We know, You notice it more when you're in the championship because you have that regular sort of turnover of games. But if you can get into the habit of not losing, you can put those long runs of, of games. Like Man United always used to when they were winning, winning titles and stuff. It's like if they couldn't win, they'd always make sure they got a draw. You take the nil-nil, you're two-nil down, you get a two-all. Like it's that thing we haven't done much this season. Gerard said it, we haven't done many much grinding out this season. But never mind, you know, winning titles or whatever. It's just to get solidly in the middle of the table. Well, it's but accumulating also as, points. But never mind even points. It's as a team, it's it gives you that solid base to build on and mm-hmm. then you can start developing your patterns of play yeah. going forward or whatever. Yeah, I mean we were reasonably good, weren't we, without the ball, I thought. I didn't think Leicester sort of troubled us too much. Yeah. No. I mean, I think you give. I mean, Ashley Young was a workhorse today. I mean, he, he had the most touches of anybody in the Villa team, and put his you know, body just, on the line as well. Jeez, he must yeah, have gone down just, about four or five times mm-hmm. in the game. Just playing proper. I don't even want to say proper football. That's a bit disrespectful. Just sensible football. Percentage just, football, isn't it? As yes, percentage said, football. Percentage. Mm-hmm. But that's what you want to see. That's the kind of attitude that's going to uh, rinse out draws out of games that perhaps uh, you know expecting you know to get anything or you're not doing anything at the other end. Yep. But uh, the boxing is on uh, Fury and White, and uh, well, I, I mustache, I'm afraid. So okay, uh, before we uh, disappear, uh, I mean, there's not much to talk about really in that nil-nil draw, apart from big pluses in terms of uh, Villa being a bit more, uh, showing a bit more resolve, which uh, they'll need to if they're going to be any success. And so that's a, a box ticked and a step in the right direction. Uh, as we mentioned in the Villa news, but concerned about those injuries, whether it's a bomb squad situation and not real real injuries but uh, that opens up uh, maybe a quicker path to have a look at some of the younger guys once uh, I mean if we beat Norwich I think that's as safe I would imagine and then maybe you can uh, try a few more things out uh, Mr. Gerard. Uh, before we go just a big shout out to uh, the My Old Man Said patrons and uh, especially the uh, the new kids on the block uh, Shout out to uh, David Trims. I hope that's the right pronunciation. Uh, James Kelly, Chad Jobin, and uh, to the annual subscribers, if you sign up annually, you get 15% off, which is two free months. Mr. Max Stokes, who you may uh, know. He appears on the show, but also from uh, Villa on Tour. And uh, Jonathan Stackhouse as well. Stackhouse, were you in uh, True Blood? That's the surname of uh, Sookie Stackhouse. Is that right? Not sure. 
So I've just uh, I've just flagged myself up there as somebody who watched True Blood. Oh dear! Better get off and watch indeed. Fury then. Right. <laughs> uh, if you join us as a moment said patron, you get access to uh, Match Club, where we all uh, join up, offer each other therapy, but also uh, it's like a live podcast on uh, game day, on, well, mainly the away games nowadays. But also you get access to the extra podcasts uh, we put out as well, which will be evolving uh, to be kind of a regimented thing in the future. I'm also potentially making a move to offer up uh, ad-free versions of the main show as well to all patrons as well. That's something that will definitely be uh, coming in, uh, I think, after the season ends. So please do go to myomanshead.com, click on the patron link, and check it out there. And uh, sign up and join us. Uh, Also, if you are a big fan of the show, do uh, drop us a review on Apple, if you listen on Apple, and you know, give us a, a rating on Apple and Spotify and all that kind of stuff that helps uh, get the word out there and triggers the al- algorithm, etc, etc. Uh, please do uh, give it a retweet uh, and follow us on at my old man said, which is a separate account from my actual account. Uh, and anything else, gentlemen, and nothing that's continues for 15 minutes uh not from me <laughs> not from me right. last week what was you going to say phil no i was going to, i was going to ask a question but sure wouldn't know what happened last time so no i'm all right as well yeah. good no questions until mr gerard versus mr smith part it's two goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them goodbye goodbye days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.